Round 14 edition of Supercoach 365 podcast coming at you ahead of round 14. And obviously, by the time you're listening to this, it's probably game day. It's Thursday night as we record, but Friday kicking off round 14 of the NRL tonight. And obviously, Origin in the books, game one. Queensland victorious there, and we'll talk a few of the implications to come out of that. Just myself tonight, no Tommy Hudson. So going to answer a couple of your questions as we get into it here tonight. But speaking of origin, disappointing as a Blues fan. Uh, no origin loss is ever easy to take, especially one uh, in a fashion like we've seen so often before. New South Wales leading with 10 minutes to go, but unable to ice it, even with a one-man advantage there at the end. So credit to Queensland. And just looking selfishly from a super coach point of view, it seems... That most of the big names have got through unscathed. So, yeah, Nico Hines, Nathan Cleary, uh, and for the Queenslanders, uh, if you're holding Cameron Munster still, um, some of these bigger names on Supercoach still available and ready to be playing again for their club teams in round 14. We'll leave Origin there, though, and obviously some sour notes in saying that about Tom Gilbert uh, injured. So, Dolphins expecting to miss one of their main men for the next four to six weeks, potentially longer if he does have to undergo surgery. And uh, still out of the Dolphins, Hamaso Tabuai Fido, not named to back up this week. So that'll have uh, an impact on many a coach, including myself this week, who will be without uh, the hammer. Would have been handy to have an extra number here. Numbers look limited uh, this week. So um, not having the hammer on board this week is going to prove pretty crucial for myself as well as the other 32% of teams which still own him. So quite high, he will be a trade-out target this week. Uh, coming to you a little bit later this week, as we say, it's Thursday as we record, but you're probably listening to this on Friday. No Tuesday episode this week. Uh, I was actually fortunate enough to jump on the SC Playbook podcast uh, with Timmy and uh, Ads Derusi as well. So if you haven't heard that yet, head on over to the SC Playbook YouTube or you can find uh, the podcast by searching SC Playbook 1 on Instagram and all the links are there for you to listen to that. Uh, let's dive into round 14 though. Uh, as we say, getting underway here. Uh, most likely tonight as you listen to this or if not, you're listening late on a Thursday night tomorrow. Uh, West Tigers and the Raiders. Just one game to get us underway 8 p.m. kickoff this one, Campbelltown Stadium. So hopefully uh, they get a good crowd out there, the West Tigers. Uh, main trade targets this week and a couple of questions around it, which we will get to soon, and we chatted this at length on the SC Playbook podcast earlier in the week, was is Jareem Buller still a buy or has that ship sailed? I'm in camp buy if you don't already. I don't own him, um, but I, I can see reasons for still buying Buller. Plays round 16, plays round 19. Uh, I think he still has a negative break-even to this point. So, look, as I said on Tuesday night, I think it's more often people think that you've missed the boat, you've missed the cash grab. He's already made 250k, but uh, negative 26 break-even. There's still money more there to be made. So, projected score this week is 65. He may be doing well to hit that against the Raiders team, who have, themselves have been playing quite well recently. So... Is he going to make that projected 77k? Maybe not, but there are still uh, cash grabs to come. Still held by 24% of teams and looks to have a negative break-even, at least for the next two weeks, and then maybe manageable after that, depending on how well the Tigers are playing. As we say, playing round 
14, obviously important this week, uh, and then 16, 19 as well. Doesn't play 17, maybe the only knock there um, that weekend after Origin Game 2, Buller won't be available. Similar questions around Stafford Toa. If you're picking between the two, I'd, I'd definitely go Buller. I had a look at both this week. I think more upside to Buller there, and he's cheaper still. So um, ticks towards Buller if you are thinking of either one of those two Tigers, or particularly even uh, Wakem in the halves via the dual positions if you are selling a Crossland or a Nicarima this week, potentially to fill that void of holding two players on the bye. Uh, what else have we got here? So just the one game on Friday, as we say, because of the latest start to the week. Uh, a couple of games on Saturday. Three, in fact, the Warriors and the Dolphins. Valence Safade, I guess the talking point out of this game. He's named to play, but off the bench. So will he see more than five minutes this week? Uh, plenty of coaches who went early on buying. Valence will be hoping so, including myself. I tried to have a, a glass-half-full approach to it on the Playbook podcast earlier in the week, and I said, look, not ideal that he only scored a four uh, in his second game in the NRL, but look, he's one game closer to that price rise. Eventually, he may become enough. So once the Dolphins get fully fit, I think he will just fade out of this team, or potentially, if there are more injuries to come, very easily can he fill in that back line. So... It's not all doom and gloom for those holding Valence to Fade, I don't think. Uh, 5.30 game, the Titans and the Rabbitohs. This one, Seabus Stupor Stadium on the Gold Coast. Cody Walker, probably the, the main attraction here for Super Coaches. Would you buy Cody this week? Would you go Dylan Brown to Cody? Brown, obviously, on the buy. And Cody named to play this week. Uh, expected to play round 19 at well as well at this stage. Apparently, he was close to being picked for Origin Camp. So, that's the only thing that would maybe deter me from going Brown to Cody this week. Has the buy round 16 as well. So, uh, Dylan Brown playing that week. And another tick in the direction of the Eels 5 8. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, that is the 5.30 game, of course. Uh, Latrell Mitchell won't be playing that game. So, Blake Taft gets his go at fullback. Not too much team news out of the Titans. I think Campbell's gone to six, but not too much Supercoach relevance there. Not yet, at least, around Keon Killy, uh, Kinney, rather, who uh, is named to play at fullback. David Fafida, Tino Asul Malayawi, as it is at this stage. We're expecting uh, them both to back up. Although Fafida did cop a head knock uh, in that Origin game, so he'll be monitored ahead of this one. And unfortunately, if he is to rest, that will affect plenty of coaches as well. The highly sought-after David Fafita. Uh, Saturday night, all eyes will be on Nico Hines at Shark Park when the Sharks play host to the Broncos. And I was pretty strong on the Sharks. I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer of the Sharks, not only this week, but in the weeks to come. Uh, I think Hines, potentially, if you haven't had the vice-captaincy on Cody Walker earlier in the day on Saturday, I think Hines maybe even a straight captain option play this week. I just think, obviously, just the 11 minutes the other day, he won't be tired. He'll be heading into this one fully fresh and fit and firing, ready to go, and maybe even out to prove a point of why he should have played more minutes on Wednesday night against the Queenslanders. Uh, just looking here at the Broncos' run in the last month or so, they've had to do plenty of travel. Um, let's go back to rounds... Uh, 10 even, Magic Round. I know it was a home game for them of sorts, despite being the away team, but they're in Brisbane that week in Round 10. 
flew down to Melbourne Amy Park in round 11, then back up to Suncorp Stadium round 12, away to the Warriors in Napier round 13, then back to Sydney round 14. So just in the last month alone, they've gone Melbourne, Brisbane, NZ, Sydney. Plenty of planes to catch in that time. Will Carrigan, uh, Will Payne Haas, Will Tommy Flegler back up. I think Flegler's probably going to be suspended for that shoulder charge. So keep an eye on that as well, although we probably should be expecting those uh, notes out of the match review panel uh, today if they haven't already been out. I haven't seen them, so keep an eye on that in the lead-up to kickoff. Uh, I, I'm really big on the Sharks here. I think they win 13-plus uh, at least. I, I think they can do a real number here. Back at home, fresh off a bye. Plenty of Broncos backing up from Origin and the travel in the last month as well. I think Sharks go on with it here against the Broncos, who probably deserve a week off or, or a flat week of sorts anyway. So give me the Sharks here, and I wouldn't be scared going chips in on Nico Hines. Straight captaincy play, albeit against one of the title heavyweights on Saturday night. Sunday afternoon footy. Uh, some good games here. Uh, for the neutral three games as well on Sunday. So keep an eye on this. The Roosters at home, albeit on the Go- uh, not the Gold Coast, the Central Coast, uh, Gosford here. Uh, the Roosters at home to the Bulldogs. Uh, still no Sam Walker. So Joey Manu remains at 5'8", which super coaches will be licking their lips about. Uh, Junior Ponga, uh, or Pauga as, as he is listed here on NRL.com, named to start on the wing. So many of us are holding... A couple of roosters, I'd imagine, in Joey Manu, uh, Billy Smith potentially still. Um, some I see are even buying Jake Turpin this week. Can you hold another rooster in, in Junior Pauga? Potentially. Um, he's going to be cheap price, I think. Let me just check that while we talk here. Uh, roosters, though, they, they, they're probably expecting a win here. They'd be hoping to bounce back um, after some dismal showings. For what it's worth... Uh, Junior Pauga, 265k, yet to play a game. Job security, not great with Daniel Tupo hovering around as well. But, yeah, potentially a a one-week play here for the Roosters uh, player incoming. He has been playing very well in the lower grades as well. So, potentially could even shift out a a Billy Smith, unfortunately, for those who have bought him, including myself in recent weeks. Roosters, they play round 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18. Uh, importantly, don't play that round 19 buy, the, the last of the major buy rounds. So um, look away from Roosters uh, towards the back end of the origin period. But Joey Manu, um, coming back from that ankle injury, we're all hoping, all praying that he can do what we know he can uh, perform and produce on Sunday afternoon to kick us off. The main talking point, though, on Sunday will probably come later in the day in the last game. When we look towards the Panthers uh, back at home against the Dragons, a tale of two teams here in all sorts. Panthers flying. Um, again, I mentioned players wanting to prove a point after Origin. There'll be a couple of Panthers in that uh, boat come Sunday night. 6.15pm kickoff here. This game actually rounding us out. Will Cleary play? Will he back up? I think so. I've looked at his past history after Game 1. I think historically he is the type to back up. Uh, I can't imagine Penrith resting too many. I think they'd want to get out there and uh, repay the faith uh, in their teammates who have obviously helped them to representative honours so far this season. So that's the Panthers and the Dragons. 
Uh, we will get to the chat around Cleary or Penrith, uh, rather Cleary or Nico Hines, uh, vice captain or captaincy plays later in this podcast. So stick around for that and my final thoughts there. But um, you can probably take away my comments from the Sharks as to which way I'd be going personally. Uh, earlier in the day, the second game on Sunday, just backtracking here, the Cowboys at home to the Melbourne Storm. Will Valentine Holmes back up? I think he will. Cowboys need him. Uh, he's an outside back, so I didn't get through a whole heap of work in origin. Um, for the Storm, I'd imagine Munster and Grant both play. So that's the ones to keep an eye on there on Sunday. Now let's get into a couple of your questions here. There's probably about 10 or so. We'll pick out the best ones, and some of these may double up. Riley Milton 4 says, Thoughts on Croker to Xavier Coates. Uh, super cheap is Coates, and he has a good matchup this week. Um, look... I heard this comment the other day about Katoni Staggs uh, on the Playbook podcast. There's a reason why players are cheap, and it's probably because they're not playing all too well. Uh, Xavier Coates falls into that contention, and or that category, I should say. He just doesn't have the base, and when the Storm aren't scoring tries, and Xavier Coates isn't scoring tries, it's hard for him to find supercoach points. So uh, I'd definitely be selling Croker. I think there's some other... Candidates there that have probably been more popular in the trading targets this week, and I'm, I'm talking of Jacob Karaz and Buller, who I've mentioned, and uh, even around some dual positions, you might be able to sneak in uh, a Stafford. To- uh. So for me, I wouldn't be going Croker straight to Coates. I'm um, just looking at Coates's past month, or at least his last uh, three weeks since that round nine buy. Uh, 14 points in round 10, 17 points in round 11 against the Broncos, uh, that 14 coming against the Rabbitohs. Round 12, just 11 against the Dolphins. So, look, I don't think there's any such thing as an easy game for Xavier Coates, and particularly not while the Melbourne Storm aren't playing all that well. So leave me out there. If you are selling Croker this week, I think there are better options out there than that. Maybe even Blake Wilson of the Bulldogs, who I think is a cheapy candidate his job security may be not all that great, but already has one game under his belt. So this would be his second game in the top flight. Scored well on debut. Uh, center wing fullback eligible. So he's got that dual position status already, which means, uh, you know, very handy to work around back end of the season if he does eventually become enough. So that's probably the way I'd be going at least uh, this week. Ryan Sloder, or Ryan Sloder says, should we sell Teague Wilton? Seems to have gone quiet. I sold Teague earlier in the season. Uh, Teague, he's always thereabouts around the ball for a try. That's probably the reason why you've been holding on still to this point. Uh, again, I'm holding Britton Nicara on the other side of the field, so probably um, would I be going to Teague this week? No. Would I be holding this week if I did own him? Yeah, most certainly. I, I think I would. I think I'm just talking myself into into holding him. A couple of last uh, last couple of weeks, in fact, he's gone 47 and 38. Those scores coming against Manly and Newcastle, respectively. Before that, though, uh, the previous month uh, or five round average, even he went 60, 64, 46, 85, 102. Uh, three tries amongst those five games. It must be said. So. But that's the sort of player he is. If Dave Fafita scored tries, we wouldn't bat an eyelid. So, um, break even aside, I'd, I'd probably still be going, holding on at least another week. Sharks, importantly, they play the round 16 and the round 19 buys. So, I don't think I'd be selling yet. 
maybe it's one of those ones back end of origin where you can pick up a, an upgrade in the form of a David feeder or some of these other players coming out of origin who once we know their bodies are, are fit and ready to play that last seven or eight weeks running into the final series that's that's where I'd be going but for now I'd be holding T Wilton uh, Matt Hancock 7 says is Eli Katoa a buy he plays 13 of the next 14 games and has bottomed out in price massive massive uh, chance of being a buy this week Eli Katoa I've looked at him as well uh, I think he has a break even of 3 or a minus 3 let me just double check that while uh, I look and, and give you my thoughts He's made 112k this year. I know he has lost uh, some cash in the in the last couple of weeks, and that's obviously coincided with that head knock he suffered on Anzac Day. So, didn't play the full 80 that night. Um, since then, a 42 in round 10 against Souths, and then a 72 against the Broncos. 64 base that night. Uh, 33 in base the following week against the Dolphins, but scored a try that night and finished with 90 Supercoach points. Uh, three times this season, he scored more than 90. Throwing on top of that, uh, another two or three scores upwards of 70. It's hard to make a case not to buy Eli Katoa this week. So if you are thinking of going that way, I'm not going to stand in your way. I'm not going to tell you not to do it. I think it's a it's a good buy. The Storm looking at their draw. Cowboys this week up in Townsville. Then home to Sharks. They play the round 16 buy. Then back at home to Manly, minus their Origin stars, you'd think. Round 17, a quick backup after Origin. Uh, the Panthers, round 18. They don't play round 19, the Storm. That's the only knock that I could say at this point, a major buy round. But if you've got enough coverage around your two RFs, which I think many of us will, uh, particularly if you are holding the likes of Wheat, uh, Wilton or Nicola in my case, uh, potentially a Joey Tarpane down to 2RF, a Hopgood still, Jack DeBellin. Like, I'm just thinking a couple of names here. Um, Jacob Preston still the Bulldogs. So there are a lot of popular Supercoach 2RF options who do play round 19. So if you can make it work for your team, certainly I think there's upside there in going to Eli Katoa this week. Uh, another one here from Ryan Evans, uh, again, about Katoa. says, Katoa to Hughes or Murray to Nicara. So I, I'm assuming this is Eli Katoa, or maybe it's Sione Katoa. It's a little bit tricky here, but how is he going to Katoa to Hughes? Oh, Samuel Hughes, of course, of the Bulldogs, not Jerome. No, I'd be holding I'd be holding Katoa. Um, Murray to Nicara. Yeah, I'd, I'd go Nicara. Check out the latest post on the Supercoach 365 Instagram talking about Britain Nicara. I think he's had a 72 or 73 uh, five-round average and all of that without a try. So, um, Britton Nicara, I, I can't wrap him highly enough this year. I think he's been phenomenal. Mitchell Labina says, I have Turbo and Gutho moving Turbo on for Buller or for Karaz through Asako via the jewels. So, essentially, he's saying Turbo to Buller or Karaz. Tough one. Uh, probably be going to Buller myself if I had that. Decision to make. Johnny 198881988. Thoughts on Luai for a pod play. Also better to have two gun hookers or two gun 5.8s. Is, are there two gun 5.8s that you'd want to be buying? Um, I think outside of Cody Walker and Dylan Brown, that answer is no. Luai for a pod. He's obviously had that 
that massive score a few weeks back against the Roosters, but since then, has he been someone who I'd been looking to buy? I can understand why he'd be going the Penrith route with uh, their draw and, and obviously playing rounds 14 to 18 inclusive, but Luai won't be there round 16, uh, nor will the Penrith Panthers be lining up uh, in round 19. Um, obviously, Luai, we expect to play Origin game three at this point anyway. So will I be going to Luai? No. Uh, if you're looking 5-8 options, who I would be looking for, not a gun as such, but I think Brendan Wakem. The Tigers have a favorable draw during this origin period. He will be there most weeks bar round 17, but I think that's manageable. Just three buyers uh, across the competition that weekend. Uh, Morgan Matho says here, a potential trade Walsh for Kennedy and Val to Karaz, or if they back up after Origin, that is, do it next week. I can see the appeal in Kennedy, much for the reasons why I'm saying to hold Teague Wilton and to buy Britain Nicara. I think the Sharks, it's it's hard to knock any of their assets this year. We know that they love scoring points, and, and Kennedy is generally a massive part of that with Nico Hines and their edge back rowers as well. So uh, I would be uh, definitely looking at... Uh, going towards Will Kennedy, if that's what you were thinking. And again, I'm not that big on Karaz. I'm happy to sort of go against him this week because I think we've seen three games now back from injury. Uh, Hasn't performed anywhere near as well as he had prior to that injury uh, against the Eels earlier in the season. But just looking at his not only his his output but his draw upcoming in the next couple of weeks. So the Roosters this week, uh, Parramatta round 15, then the Sharks round 16, round 17 has the buy. So look, it's it's tough, it's it's tricky and rough, I guess, to make a case for buying Karaz this week. I get it. Um, people see his earlier price in the season of 730 odd thousand and think they're getting a discount, which they are. But again, he's the Players are priced at their asking price for a reason. So he's he's obviously fallen off from where he was at the start of the year when he scored a couple of big scores uh, earlier in the season. Okay, looking here now uh, at the next question, as I bring that up. Uh, a couple of other ones here. Will Kennedy versus Mulatalo. If I had to pick one, geez, that's a tough one. like them both. Uh, probably just thinking... I mean, look, they're both around 700k, both play for the same team, and one's probably assisting the other. Um, maybe, maybe Kennedy, just because he will float both sides of the ruck, and he's always around the ball, so every chance of a try contribution or an assist. But in saying that, I love Mulatalo. And if there's chances for multiple tries, so a double or a hat-trick even, I'd probably go the way of Mulatalo um, ongoing rather than Kennedy. What else we got here? Just having a look. Matt Peewee will home start, of course. I think he will this week, Valentine Holmes. It's hard to see him not backing up personally. Um, it, that's assuming he's got through unscathed, which I don't think he was injured. Aaron Grimson, Sione Katoa worth a punt. I need a center wing or fullback that plays 16, 17, and 20. Sione Katoa, obviously, on the other side of the field to Kennedy, primarily, and Ronaldo Mulatalo. Looking there, 
Sione Katoa, he, he plays 16, doesn't play 17, does play 20. I can see the appeal in going Katoa over then uh, Mulatalo. Katoa is 525k, so that's a considerable difference between himself and Ronaldo Mulatalo. Um, I can't knock any of these Sharks. I, I keep saying it. So if you do think or you do like the way that these Sharks are playing, their draw and um, their potential to score points in the weeks ahead, uh, I can't tell you not to buy. Center wing, fullback, punt. I think for as long as Josh Adokar is around his origin squad, Blake Wilson will be a name that I keep talking about. So get him while he's cheap, maybe this week, or at worst case, uh, uh, last or next week rather, if he's named to play again. Even if he's not named to play next week, um, the Bulldogs, as it is, they play round 19. That is the weekend of Origin 3. So potentially a chance to play then, or if not, then maybe round 20 after game 3 when Adokar might earn a well-earned rest after uh, an Origin series. Austin Brandle says, is Robson a good buy? No, I wouldn't be buying Reese Robson this week. Uh, I can see, again, the appeal. 76 last week, got back to his running best. He looked really good out of dummy half, owned by 9% of teams. So he is that pod play as well. He's consistent, Robson. Five-round average of 58, a three-round average of 57.7. So you can pretty much bank him for 60 points a week every single week. Uh, he's lost 122k. Now, I've held him from day one, so look, um, that, that hurts to read that, but his average score has been 60, so can I knock him? Not really, because the hookers themselves this year have, have been very um, underwhelming, I think is probably the word, and on mass they just haven't performed. So you, you take a 60 points per game out of your hooker every week. Would you buy him this week? Why I say no is because they have a buy next week, so... Then they're into the Panthers the week after that. So, uh, look, you get a three-game run at him. Panthers, Rabbits, Tigers between round 16 and 18. Then another buy around 19. That buy is the last for the Cowboys. In fact, it's not. They have a buy around 24. So, I think if you were holding Reese Robson to this point, you continue to hold. You play your other hooker slot around him, be it Damien Cook, Harry Grant, Jeremy Marshall King, if fit. But I wouldn't be going towards Reese Robson this week. Uh, Minnow 17, Turbo out, Buller in. Yes, I think knowing what we know now about Turbo and, and that HIA grade uh, or category 1 as it is, he won't be playing this week or next. So Turbo has to go for me. Buller in. Yep, I, th I think there's still more money there to be made. Sunny Luke out, Turpin in. Probably splitting hairs. Not knowing how well Turpin's been playing, nor his role ongoing in this team. I know Brandon Smith's out for eight weeks, but historically Turpin, not the best supercoach player. If he can make it work, I'd, I'd probably go towards Jacob Little at the Dragons. So a little bit more expensive. Turpin, as we look here, Turpin, 232k, and Little, 370k. So there's about a 150k difference there, which is sizable. But if you can do a two-for-one trade and, and get Little, who has much more upside, I think, than Turpin, that's maybe the way that I'd be going. So have a look at that if you can make it work. Jai Christie one says, who's more of a sell, Sean Russell or Bailey Simonson? Simonson's been good, I feel, in the last couple of weeks. That's just the eye test. I don't hold him. 
So I'll just double check this before I go too far down that path. Uh, he's been scoring more tries, but in looking much more involved. So in the last month since coming back at left centre, previously playing, I think it was right wing in this team, but now on the left side, uh, 77 in round 10 against the Gold Coast. Uh, 63 in round 11 against the Raiders, 71 in round 12 against the Rabbitohs, uh, and then a 49. So a little bit of a drop-off there, round 13 against the Cowboys. But all in all, I think that's some pretty handy scores. So if I had to sell one of those two, I'd probably be selling Sean Russell and keeping Simonson, who has bounced back. He's made, looks to be about 130 grand in that month. So... Uh, well done if you did hold uh, not just you, Jai, but anyone else who went Simonson the cheap route earlier in the season and managed to hold to that point. Last question here, as it is, Dan Sharp, he says, is it worth going from a guy like Madison to a Bateman or a Isaiah Papali'i? I think so. I think it is for reasons, again, like we spoke about on the Supercoach Playbook uh, podcast on Tuesday. Again, guys, I'd suggest if you, if you haven't listened to that, go and check that out, SC Playbook 1 uh, on Instagram. The link is in the bio. Uh, Tim and, and Adam and I spoke for about an hour and a half or just under about our, our major thoughts this week and next week and obviously heading into round 16 and 19 planning. So go check that out. Uh, very thorough and uh, hopefully a little bit more informative than just myself tonight. Um, but, but looking at that one more time, Dan Sharpie, I think they were, both of those guys were quite big on those Tigers edgeback rowers. They asked me to pick one of those two. Who would I prefer? I said Bateman over Papali'i just because I feel like he's got a little bit more attack in his game. So that's where we'll leave the questions tonight. And very quickly before we go, my trade plans uh, as it is. Look, I'm yet to settle, but I'm thinking... Lockie Miller is probably a sell this week. I've got 20 trades left and 80k in the bank before I make any moves. Um, I think without a boost, the most players I can get this week would be 17. Sorry, without a boost, 16. With a boost, 17. I won't be boosting. One of those players is Valence Fade, so I may as well say I've got 15 players this week. Lockie Miller would be a sell. Um, the more I think about it, the more I'm thinking I'm going towards Buller at fullback. I think I need to start thinking of, of making some cash here while there is still cash to be made in this origin window. So Miller to Buller looks a likely trade for me. And around that, potentially, selling Phoenix Crossland at 5'8", and moving down a Schuster or moving up a Manu to play there at 5'8", and, and either bringing in an Alessia Katoa or potentially... Uh, I'm, yeah, probably Katoa. I, I, I can't see another center wing option there that... I need to be racing to this week, and that's obviously around the likes of Jacob Carraz. I'm happy to let him go through to the keeper this week. Uh, he's got a break-even of 52 against the Roosters, so maybe not. Some other options there for me in terms of trades, um, those same players, so uh, Miller and Crossland, although uh, Crossland's been great. I don't really want to sell him. If I was to sell him, which I think I have to like, to get a scoring 5-8 option this week. I've got Dylan Brown there and Phoenix Crossland at 5-8. Uh, if I'm going to sell Crossland, despite that 77 in his rolling average, I'd be bringing in Cody Walker. And that man I've mentioned a couple of times, Blake Wilson of the Bulldogs. He looks a real goer. Um, 200k, potentially a nuff-out option as well. So I don't think he'll be an auto-emergency nightmare 
much like Valence Stefade is either. I can't see Blake Wilson ever starting off the bench at the Bulldogs. So that's probably a, a nicer trade and gives me some more upside there at 5'8 as well. Um, but the cash gen around Wilson maybe not as good as Jareen Buller has been to this point. Um, we will post our final teams myself and we'll get Tommy's team up as well on the Instagram. We'll do that tomorrow or Friday if you're already listening to this. It could already be up. Uh, we will put our final teams on our Instagram one hour before kickoff in that Raiders Tigers game. Will we see Dream Buller in our team? Potentially. Uh, stick around for that. If you aren't following already, I don't know why you wouldn't be. Supercoach365, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, that's where you'll find us. Right across your podcast feeds and on YouTube as well. Subscribe on YouTube. We're not doing a YouTube this week, just an audio episode tonight, but we will get stuck into that in the weeks to come. And good luck with your teams in round 14. Hopefully everyone backs up. Some green arrows for us this week. Enjoy your footy. See you next week.